dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is Ludacris. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. 48 weeks. You can't make this up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. You sound just as tired as I do. Bro, this time change. <laughs> this like I hate these like next two, three days. Yeah. I'm an early bird, but this is even earlier. Yeah. When the time change hit, it's like, oh, it really is. 536 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I almost overslept this morning. <laughs> Tired. Today's my my middle child's eighth birthday. Uh oh. Hey. So happy birthday to my baby girl Carmen. Well, not my baby girl no more. She's my middle girl. <laughs> but uh we're gonna kick it today and do some things. Probably think she wanna go to Sky Zone, jump okay. around. My mom's terrified she's gonna break a leg, so son's right up my alley on a Sunday. So <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm a little tired, but hey, it's podcast Sunday, baby. Yeah, absolutely, man. There's nothing crazier than walking in the house at two o'clock and the clock immediately jumping to three <laughs> o'clock, and you say, "Oh shit, that's right." I used to hate that because, like, the the one thing I used to hate about it is DJing all night like that because, mm-hmm. like, it gets to be like one forty five, and you know the time about to change, and you looking like. About to cut this, or because it's about to be three in a minute, you know? <laughs> and drinks are still flowing heavy. So that's always that little wishy, like, what's happening at two o'clock? Are we going or are we over? So, yeah, I'm usually like fading away, putting on that uh, that old Chris Brown or something, fading them out. Yeah, man, I got in from the club eh, a little later than normal because I, normally I leave the club probably like 12 30, 1 o'clock from working, and I get home like, you know, 1 30 at the latest. Some reason I ain't get home until. Like one forty-five, and I'm you know jump sit on the couch unwind for a second before shutting it down. And then that clock go beep. I was like, oh shit, that's right. Let me get my ass <laughs> in the bed because this alarm clock is about to go off very soon. Right. <laughs> Early mornings, man. So uh, what else you get into this weekend, yo? Man, I had a uh, poker night last night with the fam. We played. Poker. Did you win? I did actually. I, I brought home. Man, about- you good at this gambling thing? Hey, let me man. tell you. I was about to, I was about to get into that. I I won about. Two hundred dollars this week in DraftKings basketball. Okay, I've never won more than fifteen dollars in DraftKings basketball. I want to shout out to the Money Mob. Okay, my dude from the military. Man, he started this like Facebook group. People kind of just, you know, I'm starting this lineup. What you think? And people will chime in. Well, so and so's hurt. He's been, you know, all that. So I'm, I'm like hesitant because we're talking real money here. Yeah. So I'm like. Even though it's three dollar, four dollar lineups, I, I, I like to put in four or five of them. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're talking twenty dollars a night. You know, if you look Ooh. at it, if you look at it like how I've been the last week and a half, but um, you putting in that money and it's like you want to be in control of who you pick. Yeah, you know, you don't want somebody's opinion and you'd be like, man, they're finishing last place. I'm gonna be mad. You know, <laughs> but I kind of got set somebody back, to blame, right? <laughs> I sat back a couple of nights just seeing who they posted and watching the, the the next day, and it's like, yo, I won this, I won that. I'm like, so the cats was winning like 500. I'm like, hold on now. So I put a couple of lineups in early in the week. I hit for like 130. You know, I had like four lineups in and all four hit. Pretty good with that. So then the next day I lose like 90. You know, like back and forth, up, mm-hmm. down, up, down. Last night, though, man, they had a – I had a couple of good ones, man. I had a, I finished in like, I don't know, 400 to 300 place out of like 20,000 people. So I won like a hundred, I think, on that one. Then a couple, you know, $4, $6 added up. But I had a good week. But now all that creates is like, now I got another addiction. Cause I'm, I'm already hooked <laughs> to the DraftKings golf. Right. You know, that's, that, that's my thing. Doing good this week. Hoping for a good Sunday. But, uh, Gambling, man, I have a problem with that. Like, oh, I, I, I love it, but like, I'm the kind of like bet big, win big versus spend three hours building a pot. You know, like, yeah, man. Just put two hundred down, or get two hundred dollars in roulette chips and put a hundred down on a couple numbers and let it fly. Yeah, 
I am not <laughs> brave enough or patient enough. Not brave enough to put down $200 at, on roulette or patient enough to nickel slot it to $1,000. I like when I go to Vegas to do my little bit of gambling, I literally bring, no matter how long I'm there, because I'm going there in August for our, our wedding anniversary. Okay. So I was like, all right, I'm going to gamble $100 for the trip. That's what I got. Yeah. I, I'm going to be there for a whole week. <laughs> right. And my chief ass said, yeah, I'm bringing $100 to gamble with. That's it. That's all. And last time we went, man, I, I was like, man, I ain't going to gamble like that. So I'm only going to gamble 80 bucks. I lost that 80 bucks. No, I lost 50 of that 80 in like two minutes. And I was like, fuck that. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Like, so in my mind, I'm up 30. Right. <laughs> right. I'm winning, bro. What you talking about? Let's go, let's go get some beers. <laughs> when I when I was there uh, 11, 11, 11 for my step uh stepbrother's birth, uh wedding, I, I probably brought like four or five hundred. But I was there a week. Mm-hmm. So all, all all that made me do was like First couple of days, we, I'm going to Hoover Dam, I'm going to the pawn shop that be on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm hitting the spots that I wanted to go, the Gordon Ramsay burger spot, you know, kicking it. So then it's like day three, day four. I'm like, yo, we still got three days left here because we did it for <laughs> a, a wedding. Man, I went downstairs with my step pop and we walking around and he had to use the bathroom. It's just regular, like, five car poker slot machines. Yeah. And I just sat down in, in, in the chair just to wait for him to use the bathroom. I'm sitting there. I look over. I look at my wallet, and I had like twenties. I'm like, I got a ten right here. I put ten dollars in. Like it's a couple spins. He'll be out soon. First spin, I hit like five hundred. The very I don't f- have that type of luck. <laughs> so he he coming out, and it's like wait for the you know attendant to come. So I'm sitting there. He's like, let's go. I'm like, we gotta wait a second. He's like, I was like, I point to the screen. He's like, you motherfucker. I'm like, hey. So now. I had brought five. I won five. I'm up. A, I'm up a thousand with three days left. I head to the sports betting spot. Oh, yeah. I, I'm betting on the Super Bowl for next year. I'm, man, I lost probably eight hundred <laughs> in like a two hours. Man, they building casinos left and right. Man, that's, and there's nothing that's worse too. If you live in this area, there's nothing worse. Before they put the casinos in Ohio, you had to go to Indiana. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than. Like you say, you you blow a couple hundred and you gotta drive back fifty minutes to Dayton, and all you're yeah. doing is saying, "Man, three hundred dollars. I could have bought two pair of shoes. <laughs> I could, you know, I could have did this, could have did that, could have with the Papa dough. I could have, yeah. you know, it's like so ate a good meal. Yeah, that whole drive back is like, mm. man, I am, like I said, I'm not brave enough or patient enough, man. Yeah, man. Let's jump into it, man. So Nikki has responded. <sighs> <laughs> what is it called? I was gonna say No Favors, but that's not the name of the song. It's, uh, uh, that's how memorable the song is. I can't right? remember the title. No Frauds is the yeah, title. There you go. There you go. What did you think? Um, number one, I want to know why Instagram made us take that post down. <laughs> yeah, like it was some fire or something. You know? Yeah, man. IG, what's the problem? Yeah, man. Now I think uh, the, what we talked about, man. The, the longer she waited. No matter what, even though she came with the Drake and, and Wayne on the track, you know, and t- to be honest, like, I found myself bopping to it, like the beat cool, mm-hmm. the hook cool, but like... Remind you of anything you ever heard before? Awesome at 16. <laughs> awesome at 16. It's the, yeah. it's the same beat. Yeah. I'm sure you could have some fun with that on the turntables, Thank by you. the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Yeah. But I think just that long wait, man, just made it to where... No matter what, it was gonna leave this space for nah. Like you're kind of over it. Like I know I'm kind of over it. Mm-hmm. But then it's like she come out with it. I'm I'm at the barber shop. Cats talking about it. I think you said it to me in the AM, and I'm yeah. like I listen to it, and I got done and just sat there like, hmm, that's just ain't gonna. Yeah, get it, it's done. Just, it was just like plain Jane to me. It wasn't. It wasn't. And she had a couple couple jabs, you know. But you're a rapper. Yeah, you're supposed to be able to do that. But it's supposed to be. The the especially with the how the world is with technology, I think you're supposed to be able to clap back so much faster that you could have had, you know, this could have been two to two by now. Yeah, you know, it could have been. Well, the thing about it is TMZ is reporting that those songs, that all three of those songs, because she dropped like what the Paris three pack or whatever. Mm-hmm. Good concept around the whole thing. Like yeah. the concept, if it wasn't like a diss song or a verse, really, because the it's yeah. not a diss record, it's a diss verse, right? Uh, if she would have dropped that Paris three pack as intended, 
I think the project would have been, you know what I'm saying, better received by the masses, especially the hip-hop heads, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, her fans are her fans. They're going to love it regardless. But the initial reason that she dropped was doing the Paris 3-pack because she was over there fashion week, blah, 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 blah. So what they're reporting is, you remember, right, right when she broke up with me, she took the picture with Wayne and Drake or whatever. That's when she made those songs. She made those songs with Wayne and Drake. That one song, uh, I keep wanting to say No Favors. <laughs> but it's no frauds. Yeah. <laughs> she made the song, little singy song about Meek, and then she got another song with Wayne. So all those songs were made, but after Sheether dropped, she redid her verse. Because mm. if you listen to what Drake and Wayne are talking about, not talking about, not, not I won't say they're not talking about nothing, but they're just rapping. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're doing them. They're making a, a Young Money record. They're yeah. making a, you know what I'm saying, a hit record. And now her verse sounds totally out of place. Yeah. And she sent out tweets and long ass Dear John letter on IG talking about we don't make disc records. We make hit records at Young Money and name you in them. Blah, 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 blah. And I mean, to me, the whole thing is if you were going to do this Paris 3-pack, and you above all this, you the queen or whatever, you shouldn't have responded anyway. Why you change your verse? Yeah, why you change your yeah. verse? Just <laughs> just kept it pushing. Just dropped exactly. another hit record. And you would have been letting the hit record speak for themselves. Right. And and what and actually, just on a quick brainstorm, what could it even have been more dope would have been to drop that, you know, and then maybe since you want to, obviously you like that that no what's it no fraud. No fraud. We don't even know the name of the song is terrible. <laughs> But you might since you obviously like that song, remix it, call it the remix, and 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 go in on it, yeah. the whole thing, yeah. like like she did. You know, you could you could have really took advantage of the opportunity. Like it seemed like you threw that. I think I told you it was like a a third grade punch, like an, oh man, an, an adult receiving a third grade punch from a kid. You know, you like hey, watch out, little guy. You know, yeah. it might it might have hurt a tad, but not enough to where you like. You still ain't in charge of the situation, you know. It's like you give them one back. You know, it, it was it was just it wasn't it enough. It was elementary school. Yeah, it wasn't man. enough, man. But uh, think about this, man. Did you think after Sheether we would literally be talking about this on a pod three straight weeks? Not at all. <laughs> and, and don't let Papoose get involved. Oh man, because I because I now that would that would you know light the fire a little bit just because I would like to see that uh, Drake Papoose kind of. To a, a lyricist and a hit maker, you yeah, know? <laughs> that'd be a nice little battle. So. I would, I would tune in. Yeah, I yeah, would definitely yeah. tune in. And I know other rumors were talking about, uh, you know, you can't get Sheether on iTunes anymore because of the clearance of the Ether beat mm. and rumors that Nas had it pulled. No, not Nas came out and said, no, that's not true. Yeah, had nothing to do with it. If she wanted to use it, she can use it. No matter to me. Right. It's good for the culture, that type of thing. You know, Nas a hip hop head, so he, you know, he all for yeah, this. He's sitting back watching this. Yeah, he just sitting back and watches like everybody else. But uh, yeah, you can't get Sheether on iTunes anymore for purchase or whatever. And uh, like some uh, is being pulled from um SoundCloud a couple places, a couple times. But uh, thank goodness I downloaded my copy already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clean and dirty. <laughs> so I'm prepared. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. Three weeks of Nicki I, Minaj, man. And Remy, though. That's even more like... Nicki Minaj, you almost can expect yeah. it. She's, she's always been the extra... We, you have something to say about Nicki every now and then. Mm-hmm. Remy, not so much. Right. You know? And then she's taking you know, advantage of a situation, but she kind of like created the situation. Yeah. But then you know it's a lot, so much backstory to the situation that is, is so it's deeper than just Sheether, you know, obviously because they've been, you know, from the same area, and you got you can imagine two people coming up at the same time. Remy had a hell of a head start, mm-hmm. but and backtracked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, whoa, backtrack. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so Remy, we don't want no problems. <laughs> yeah, we don't want no problems at all. We know you get busy. <laughs> Oh man, but uh, three weeks of that. Man. Yeah, that's that's uh that's, that's a new... that, that might be it. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, let's let's make that it. Hopefully that is it. Right. Hopefully oh, nothing else comes up. Just let it die, man. Before we transition to the other topics, man, quick, real quick. We eighty days out for black time, man. Ooh. Eighty hey. days. Eighty. 
Kales. I know you always complaining about us talking about black tigers. You live all the way out. Never, man. This 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 makes us feel happy. It does. <laughs> it does. Eighty days, man. For Eighty those, days. For those that ain't uh, that didn't come to last year, you need to you know sit back and watch some of the promo videos. Mm-hmm. Head to the Black Tie app. This is really an event for our people. You know. Yo, people, whoever you rock with, anybody that's even had a good time at Rice State, man, I'm telling you, I look forward to this week now more than in any other event that I yeah, do. Yeah, man, it's not only just a reunion, everybody come together, man, but it's a, a weekend packed with events with, you know, kicking off with the comedy show on that good Thursday, mm-hmm. got the golf out, and of course, the white party, and of course, the gala, the jazz brunch, you know, as so many things. Also, the cookout. Cookout. Yep. You know, you can't ha- can't have a gallon without a cookout. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Rain, sleet, snow, sunny. Did you make the cookout last year? I did not. Okay, I, so neither one of us made the cookout. My <laughs> wife. My wife rolled through. She had to go show some SG row love. Uh-huh. She came through there and uh, she said it was you know pouring the rain. Still had about three, four, five hundred out there. Nope. And, I mean, it was still a good time, and I you know. If the weather, well, no matter no matter, no matter the weather, it's going to be a good week. Absolutely, man. I got we got to get with uh Curtin. Oh man, get him back on the pod. You know what I'm saying? Right before the uh black tie, man. Get some questions answered. I do have a question for them, man. I'm sure O is going to listen to this. Uh, are we breaking out the T? What's the old school uh beef patties? J- JTM beef oh, patties yeah. like we did back at the Dub State, man. Are we breaking those out again or are we going full beef patties? Just a question. Just a question, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we keep in the college, let's keep the uh, JTMs. Right. You know right, what I'm yeah. saying? We'll get some, uh, let's get some strawberry, uh, what's some things called? Strawberry shortcake ice cream. Yeah. With the, let's get some of them on tap, too. <laughs> let's make it all the way. Black tie, yeah. eighty days out, man. You still got you ready time. for it? Oh man, not really. Not yeah, not, not really. I got a couple ideas of what I want to look like, but I don't have nothing in the in the carts. I don't have nothing, you know. Man. I'm just kind of like brainstorming. But I know now it's gonna be worse than last year because you know what it was like. Mm-hmm. You know how people was looking. Mm-hmm. So now it's like I gotta really shoot my shot this year. <laughs> gotta come with it. I know what to expect. I know how people are gonna be. This cat's pulling up in, in phantoms outside. Yeah, man. <laughs> I won't be pulling up in a phantom, but uh, I'll make sure I'm looking dressed fresh. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. I can guarantee you I won't be in a phantom. Right. Guarantee. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But y'all stay tuned, too. We might have something for y'all on some, you know, some black tie giveaways from You Can't Make This Up High. So, y'all. Absolutely, man. Keep a, keep a tuned ear to that. 80 days out. March Madness. Mm. There's a time... A year that everybody loves, man, from filling out your bracket to not doing no work at work, watching <laughs> basketball, yeah. to your team being on a bubble like my team is currently on a bubble. We'll find out about 6.30 today if the Q's gets into the big dance. How about but, them Flyers taking that loss to Davidson? Hey, man, speaking of that, man, did you hear about the guy from uh, Vandalia? Like, I don't, don't oh, the get school him. board president? Yeah. Dude yeah. had a heart attack at the game. At the game. Oh shit! That's a that's a. I mean, could you? Cause like everybody that loves sports has had that like heart beating. Mm-hmm. You waiting for that last shot. You in the stands standing up. Like you know, you know you your your emotions get into it. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's unhealthy or you know having some issues. I always, I've always wondered that. Like you see some you know old man or old lady at a game in a wheelchair and don't look the greatest. Yeah, and the game is quadruple overtime, you know, whatever. I, I I could just see if they've been a fan for basketball that long. Yeah. You know, obviously they had to be a fan for a while. They still rock it to the game. So mm-hmm. that's, that's always wonder, like, man, my heart gets beaten. My heart, my, my stomach gets turning when I'm in those, in mm-hmm. watching, you know. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm surprised stuff like that doesn't happen more often, like, People having heart attacks because, you know, people literally do live and die with their teams, their sports teams. I'm surprised, you know, more people don't fall off the stands onto the court or over the balcony. You know, people have died at football stands by falling over. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because people get hammer time. Foul ball, baseball, falling off the bleachers. People getting hit in there. I'm surprised all these type of things don't happen more often, man. But our hearts and prayers go out to that family, man. Absolutely. Like. You would never think, man, that, like, oh, man, I'm about to go see my squad play, and then you get that wrapped up into the game, and you punch out. 
Like, that, that's, damn. There, there's a guy that I worked with at the post office, and he got an award. He was the, at the time, he was the second oldest carrier in the nation, or, or second longest running, like, like, service to the post office. He had 52 years as a carrier. And he was, you know, upper 70s, knocking on 80, I think. And I remember talking to him one day, and I said, Wally, why are you still working? And he was like, I don't want to give my ex-wife a, a dime. So, like, that's really what he was going for. But he was a UD uh, season ticket holder right under the hoop, like, second row. So mm-hmm. I'd always see him on on TV. And then I left the post office, and a year or so goes by, and I hear Wally re- finally retired. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, he finally retired. I see him on a couple games. It was, like, two, three games. And all of a sudden, I stopped seeing him on TV. I stopped seeing him. Died, like, a month after he retired. It's like, come on, bro. 50, mm. 50 plus to a to anything, yeah, <laughs> and then and then and then not get to enjoy right. know, that hard work, man. Ooh, terrible. And, and, and to be in that age bracket where that uh, school board president was, you know, that's that's that age bracket where it's like you work and work and working, and you almost to that to that finish line. yeah finish line where you can just sit back, enjoy life, wake up at ten o'clock if you want to. You know, mm-hmm. it's terrible, 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 man, terrible, man. But uh, you know, with UD. And uh, UD Arena, man, they've hosted more NCAA games than any other venue, man. You know, we have the first four in town, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my squad, the Qs, is on that bubble. And uh, they might be playing in the first four. I'm going to say it like this. If they make it, they're going to be in the first four. So you know your boy's going to be in the building. Got to have tickets, huh? Got to. I got to be in the building, man, to see my guys, man. Yeah, I watched y'all a few times this year, yeah. Got a couple of nice ones. We got a lot of nice yeah. wins, but we got some bad losses, <laughs> man. We got blew out by Boston College, St. Mm. John's, Georgetown, UConn, and none of those teams are making the big day. Mm. It's embarrassing, dude. But yeah, mm. man, it's that time of year, man, where where you're making those brackets and people just really not working. You know, one of the great parts about working at the radio station is um, we got a lot of sports fans, in, but just like everywhere else. But, you know, we got a lot of older people in here that, you know, root for basketball. And then when that Thursday come around, it gets real quiet. See a lot of closed door meetings going on. Yeah. And people leave. Oh, I got a meeting. <laughs> I got a meeting. And we know what the deal is. <laughs> meeting we, at Frickers. Huh? Meeting at Frickers. <laughs> B-dubs. You know what I'm saying? That's where y'all meeting. But, you know, we do have TVs in our studio. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We close them blinds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> on air, light yeah, on. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, let me... <laughs> Breaks be real quick. Hot 1029. That was that. That and coming up is that. Back right. to the game. <laughs> right. I'm the same way. I, I um bring my iPad to work with me and I sit at like a doctor's office type of <laughs> setting. So like I'm the I, I'm the first person you see, you know, checking in for your appointment, all that jazz. So I'll be having the iPad at an angle to where I can see who coming in, but they can't see the iPad. And depending on who it is, if I need to close it and tuck it real quick. But it's like Fighting through that, I hate. You know, it's like I'm grown, goddamn. So then I believe. Then I then I go through those emotions and I just leave it up there for like an hour, and then I don't care who come through. Like, so yeah, it's a, I wish I was in a setting where it was more laxed. Man, as sure. I I appreciate it. Yeah, but I tell gotta you love, that, man. <laughs> gotta love it. Absolutely. Who, who you got for the uh, final four, man? Man, got, before I haven't the been falling that hard this year. Before the breaks come out, you know, it's all about really about matchups and everything like that. But just from the outside looking in, from a like who I think are the best teams. I think North Carolina is the best team. So basically, no matter what the bracket layout, I'm going with them yeah. for, to win it all. I know so. everybody on the Gonzaga train. No. And it's, yeah, no. I don't. I don't see them getting past 16. I mean, that, they might get to 16, but I don't. I, that that's an upset waiting to happen. Man, look here, man. <laughs> They're not gonna make it. They're not. Yeah. It's just, it's just, <laughs> just not, man. Like, just, just not. Just right. based off of. Years pass. They're not as good as they were last year, and they were damn good. They got they got last year's team got two pros on it. This year team has no pros on it. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm just going off of that map, right? Yo, I'm I'm rolling with Tar Heels to win it all, and uh, hopefully Q's can make like a nice little Sweet Sixteen run if they make it in. Yeah, you know, should be interesting. Man. Oh man, it always is, man. Especially it's gonna be this year, man, because there's really been no dominant team, yeah. much like last year where there wasn't a dominant team, so all the games are close. 
You know what I'm saying? No matter who it is. Right. That, that's the bubble I fall in because I haven't really been following college basketball. Like, for the first time in a while, I just kind of, I don't know, I've been NBA more than mm-hmm. I have. Been, have. But it's always like, where Kentucky at? Where, <laughs> where so-and-so at? And then it's like, yo, they ain't really playing too hot this year. And it's yeah. like, this year seems a little weird. Yeah. So, that, that, makes, that, makes, that makes for the amazing March tournaments, man. Absolutely, that, that, man. That, that makes the biggest amazing. thing about the brackets that I hate, man, is uh, my homeboy Mike. He used to work here at the station with us, and <laughs> he picked like he did the mascot thing, like oh, which mascot would beat who, and he beat us last time he was working here, man. Mm. You came in like third <laughs> place. I came in like sixth place. It was like, dude. You don't even watch basketball, and you did better than me. So that's the great part about the tournament, man. You ain't got to watch it to know what's going on. You can just pick it based off of what color you like, uh, man, what the mascot look like. like. All right, man, I like the sound of that team. Right. <laughs> we we did one last year at work with the docs, and uh, it was the podiatrists and the eye doctors. And, you know, it's probably to being about 30 of us, you know, mm-hmm. a nice, nice little that's a little poor. Everybody put in like five, ten dollars. Yeah, winner take all type thing. Oh, it yeah. went like that. Yeah. Okay, winner take all. Just best, best, best score. And um, it got real. Like how you say, you know, twelve forty seven that first game tip off. Everybody <laughs> had lunch all of a sudden at twelve <laughs> at twelve forty five. You know, when lunch is really from twelve to one. Cat taking that late lunch to get that half hour of basketball or that hour or whatever. So that. When sports like that come into the workplace, the workplace has to just understand. Yeah, they got to. It's going to happen. People are going to sneak off. They're going to take that extra five, ten minutes to, <laughs> to go watch a couple plays. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm definitely in the break room. <laughs> I'm on, when yeah. we break, we break. <laughs> I'm in there. <laughs> oh, man. It's this show on a and I don't know if you're familiar with it, man. It's called 60 Days In. And the premise of the show is, uh, well, this season, I didn't even know they had uh, more season than this, but this is the third season. So they're going to uh, Fulton County Jail, which is down there in the A. Um, and it's about people that are going into the, the system voluntarily yeah, to try to see what's wrong with the system. You know, you got uh, social workers, people that want to go to law school, people that uh, spouses were inmates, parents that were inmates in the correctional facility. And they want to know, like, man, what did they go through? I want to learn about it so I can better understand their situation, so I can help kids because I'm a social worker and stuff like that. My question for you, 60 days, yeah, county jail. Yeah. We'll we'll just keep in Montgomery County Jail. I'm sure you know some people that have been in Montgomery (laughs) County Jail. I know one or two. (laughs) (laughs) Would you do it? And these people ain't getting paid. Yeah, I was about to say. It depends on if they if they offer some pay because <laughs> to be because I, I I'm pretty sure my, my wife watched this show heavy like season one I watched most of that season with her and then sprinkle a little bit of of uh, season two I think around season three I think or four they're up there yeah, a couple yeah, seasons yeah. but I mean I've watched it where like they've had like the the buck fifty guy you know and he's a school teacher or you know whatever and you could just tell like. He's, you know, man, can I go use your restroom real quick? Like he had, like it's just like you could tell he the bitch on on, <laughs> on the block, you know. And it's like, and then they get to that point where it's like you see him use that code word because they just can't take it no more. Get me out of here. Yeah. And then some of the cats be be figuring it, like it gets deep, but sixty days is a long time long because time. the way I look at all that is just how of my life experience and a nine week basic training was hell for me. Mm. Nine weeks, you know that's that's probably we're talking uh, seventy five days yeah. somewhere around there. Man, the the array of uh, emotions you go through. And but something like that, they 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 break you down to build you up. Right, a jail system kind of just <laughs> breaks you down. You know what I'm saying? So you can really be, I mean, try 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 to go to bed tonight and count sixty days of sleep. Like this is day two. You got to really try to right. keep up with that number in your mind. Like sixty days is a long time, and that'd yeah. be tough. I couldn't do it. I'm gonna keep it like I, this. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Hell no. <laughs> I know I ain't built for that shit at no. all, pimp. Um, the one guy who was a social worker, like the day before he was supposed to get arrested or whatever, 
he called the producers and was like, nah, bro, I ain't going to be able to do it. You know what I'm saying? Short Hispanic dude, you know what I'm saying, does a lot of, with the community. He's like, man, I'm doing this for the kids. I want to get into this. And then report back to them. And then I'm like, yeah, I, I did what you're saying, pimp, but I wouldn't do it. And then the day before, it's like, yeah, I can't do it, man. He's like, I wish the rest of them the best of luck, but right. I ain't gonna, be, I ain't gonna be able to do it. I think, I think what what makes me say that the most is not so. It's just so. It's just like how how they live. Mm-hmm. It's not so much like sixty days doing something. Like I, I could probably do. Yeah. It. But when I see these cats walking with that rolled up mat, <laughs> that's only like an inch or two. It looked like a yoga mat, yeah, bro. A yoga mat with an old military blanket. It, it just. In a cot, you know, like I've I slept on the cot in Iraq for probably eight of the nine months I was there. Uh. The only reason why it was only eight of the nine because we had about a month back in Kuwait, start and start and finish of the tour. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but um, the 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 amount of time that to sleep on a cot like that is terrible for your back because mm-hmm. it's like it's that bar across the middle. So you got to either ball yourself up oh. and get your butt over that bar to get kind of comfy or kind of sc- scroll down and get it in that in that crease of your, <laughs> when you're laying on your side. On your you know? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the cot life is terrible. And I, and I, I watched it one. It was this big guy. He was probably like 6'6", six, six, 300. He was sleeping underneath the stairs, like dark corner. Don't talk to me. Don't mess with me. He was just kind of like trying to ride it right out of his time, not get social with nobody. Mm-hmm. But sixty days of doing that is is terrible. On right, it's just, mentally. Yeah, it's just a lot that can happen to pe- people. People don't realize when you're in a box. Imagine just sitting in your room with nothing or your closet with nothing for sixty days. Mine starts yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah. That uh, breakdown is real. And I, I just think it's a. <laughs> I commend those people, especially if they get out of the situation and do what they really want to do, which is good. But for, you know, those inmates and everything like that, because at the end of the day, they still are people and they have to be treated with some type of respect. Yeah, you do your time. But, you know, the way that, you know, drugs are just so easily brought into those places and everything like that. It's amazing the weapons these cats make, you know, the, the pencil that's perfectly Carved and rubber banded and napkins around it for the grill. I mean, it's I, that show is crazy. Yeah, man, it's this one guy. I forget his name, but uh, I guess his father was uh locked up or whatever, and uh, like he's married, got like three little kids, and you doing this, bro? Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, isn't that the goal? Like when you right when you come up in a situation where your father was locked up and then you do the right things and you're not in that but <clears throat> you when he got arrested or whatever it's like his first instincts was when he was going through uh the check-in to start mouthing off and asking a million and one questions like no nah, ain't nobody gonna talk to me like that dude you taking this way too serious you're taking <laughs> it as if you really are a criminal and you really are an inmate right like yo this is a experiment, so to speak. <laughs> right. Fall in line. Like, hey, face the uh, wall when you're on the elevator. Why I got to face the wall? Dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. You looking like you. Like, and he's in there <laughs> in his cell with one of the baddest guys on the block or whatever, and he touches his shit. Now, I've never been to jail and hopefully never go to yeah. jail. <laughs> but I know, hey, man, don't touch somebody's shit. Right. For what? <laughs> oh, did somebody shit on, his, on, the, on the spare bunk? Let me wait till he gets back and say, "Hey, uh, may I? Can I put my shit up? What's up? Like, how we how we doing this? Right. How you want to do this? I know this is your room. How you want to how you want to play this? Right. Like, yo, like I ain't trying to be a bitch about the situation, but I'm gonna show. Hey, man, I'm just here to do my time, trying to show respect and keep it peace out here. Hey, yeah. hey, all right, cool, right? Yeah, but because that's the thing wild. too. You get in the fight in jail. Could you imagine having to go to sleep? One eye open, you know you now. Now you tired, and yeah. now you're you're really angry, and temperament is is blown out the water, and it's like there's no. It's just Groundhog Day, over and over and over. It's terrible. Sixty yeah, days. I can't knock on a whole bunch of wood. Yeah, man, knock on wood, bro. <laughs> that shit is wild, mm. man. The the wild, most wild part is man. 
<laughs> these people doing it voluntarily, man. Like, yo, fuck out of here, bro. And it's not just white people. It's black people. Black people. Yeah, it's this black girl it's, on it's there. All, I, I saw a lady. She was probably in her 50s. Um, huh? c- kind of one of these, like, how you would imagine, like, the, the biker girl in the group. Like, she was husky mm-hmm. chick, you know, had that raspy voice. Yeah. Man, she was in there talking to people, trying to be psychologists here and, and all that. And it got to the point where they was like, why she, you know, the back talking in the quietness. And then it's like, now they got her in a circle to herself where no one really fuck with her. And they just watching her. And yeah. It's, bruh, there's no way. Hell no, no. No way. Hell they, no. No laughs, no smiles, just stress. No way. <clears throat> Best of luck to yeah. those dummies in there. I hope A and E put something in your account. Right, Stop. some type of money, man. <laughs> but it is time. Mm. It is time for the top five. Top five. One, two, three, four, five. I got five on it. I plead the fifth. He keeps asking me to give him a high five. High five. I'm gonna give you to the count of five. One, two, three, four, five. Now, when I hit you with this top five. I didn't even do it yet. <laughs> so I thought this would be a lot easier to do than I thought. Man. Yeah. So this week's top five is five people that you would want to meet and ask them one question. As I was going through my list, I, I'm i thinking to myself like, oh, I would want to meet this person. Ask them this question. Nah, 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 maybe not. I'm sure I can think of somebody else. So that's where my mind went with it. Like I, I can ask more important people, better questions than that. Right. So how did you come up with yours? Man, this was tough for me <laughs> because there's a few people off top of your head that you get, boom. Yeah. But then it's like, you got two or three more slots to fill, and now you're sitting there like, who, what do I want to ask? Mm-hmm. It, it was tough. It was mm-hmm. tough. It was tough. But I think I got a couple that I, you know, I'm, okay. I'm, 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 I'm excited for. Okay. So. Who went first last week? Because you know we never remember. <laughs> um, who went first last week? Was it you? I think so. I'm almost positive I went first. Yeah. Last week. Okay. So five for me. Okay. I started off. Five okay. for me is a uh, notorious Biagi. Ooh. Biggie, yeah. biggie, biggie. I would love to talk to Big and just like ask him. You know, like was. I want to hear his side of that East Coast West Coast beef. Mm-hmm. You know, not that I don't want to hear Pox. Yeah, I just watch I, it. Yeah. Those Pox fans are <laughs> right. Pox fans are wild. Uh, Jay yeah. Lee. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they was not. Uh, they was not happy on March night. They was. They, they was the uh, little, little, uh, little in their emotions. We got you. We got you. We definitely got you on June sixteenth on yeah. Pox's birthday. Also, you know, what I'm saying that's when the movie comes out. So yeah. we got something up our sleeve for that one too. Absolutely. But yeah, I just want to hear his side of that whole East Coast, West Coast. Because growing up, you know, that was something that kind of like, this, I wish, for a small time, I wish social media was big then. Because mm-hmm. you could have really kept up with a lot of that. Being being in Ohio, you know, and being a kid, it wasn't like it was just the information was just readily accessible in That was in abundance. the uh, MTV News era. Yeah. Like, well, you got a lot of MTV to wait for. Uh, what was dude named? Kurt Loader. Yep. To come in with the breaking news. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I just would love to talk to Big One, you know, over some uh, Moet. Yeah. Oh, baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number five for me is probably on your list, too, but I'm going to get him out the way. Former President Obama. Yeah. And the question I would ask President Obama would be, how did it feel to be the man? Yeah. Not just the president. <laughs> not just, you know, the first black president, but be the man. And you we know gotta, what I mean when I say the man. You yeah. the man, dog. <laughs> the real HNIC. Exactly. You can go to anywhere, any hood, any neighborhood, USA, and I'm the man. Yeah. And people really fuck with you. They fuck with you and... You fuck with the people too. Not yeah. only do they fuck with you, but you fuck with them right back. We, we, How we, did it feel to be the man? We're gonna have to tackle this one together because he is on my list. He's okay. actually three, but I'm we're gonna talk about it now. Okay. I I look at it too. I'm mixed. Mm-hmm. He's mixed. Yeah. At for a very long for all of his eight years for the most part, I had two daughters. Mm-hmm. He had two daughters. 
Ah. So just that whole y'all brothers, right? Yeah, man. We <laughs> two peas in a pod, man. So I just would, yeah, just to sit down with him, and you know how how hard that job looks on the mm-hmm. outside. Like, could you imagine really having to be sitting there and saying, "Yeah, y'all go in there and get Bin Laden. Mm. Go ahead and go ahead and do that." And it's like you putting people's lives, families, you know. Now you gotta go shake hand and kiss babies because you made a bad de- or not necessarily a bad decision, but something happened. You know, These like things happen yeah, when you do so that has to be that life, man. He deserves to just fall off the face of the earth for a second and just chill out, in my opinion. Because oh, he ain't falling off the earth. He about to get this money. You hear about the boat deal? Oh yeah. Woo. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's he he kicking back jet skis and <laughs> palm trees. Life, yeah. boy. He, he lived he, it. He's on the Benjamin Button now. Before you know, what I'm saying you know they always do those pictures of the president. You see how they age Man. over here. It looked like he aged in the reverse. Now, yeah. now he got off that stress up off of him. Right, putting some weight back on. Got his shirt Michelle off of the shades on. Streets, like uh, <laughs> on the beach, feet in the sand. You know, I love it, man. Yeah, I love well, it, man. Because what I love the most about it is, no, no matter how you feel about him, he was a cool president. Mm-hmm. He inspired. He's going to inspire kids when they get into that. What do I want to be? Age. He's going to inspire some people to take a leap of faith and do something that they not, might not necessarily thought they was going to do, you know, politics or yeah. community service. Yeah. I mean, he's going to, he's going to motivate a lot of people to, you know, help people. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So it, yeah, I'll okay. go again. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We okay. have a tag okay. team now. Double, double up, double up. <laughs> Number four for me, OJ motherfucker says. Mm. Got to talk to the juice. Yeah, got to talk to the juice, man. <laughs> and my question <laughs> for the juice would be, how could you fuck up after you got off for killing a white woman? How could you fuck up again? Yeah. You don't have nobody that can that can bum rush hotels for you no, no, no right. more? Right. You ain't can't send in the goons. <laughs> right. You don't have no. You ain't got no bread out there to sit in the boys. Like, you, you, you killed a white woman in the 90s, bro. And got away with and it. And got away with it. Like, look, man, I don't want to hear I didn't do that. No, 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 no. You did it. We talking TV one <laughs> in junior high. Yeah. Class stops. Yes. Not guilty. Not guilty. <laughs> don't Gloves don't fit. Must have quit. Yeah, all you that. You doing all this shit with your hands. <laughs> uh, nigga, you did it. Let's just keep it fun. Uh, we're, we're beyond that. Right. But how could you fuck up again? Again, like again, bro. And uh, it, it almost like he like he almost like reversed Benjamin Button himself. Like he he kind of act up after this career was over mm-hmm. a lot more than he did when he was in. Yeah, man. Like <laughs> you had every, not only did you have everything when you were playing ball, but you had everything after you were done playing ball. You were in movies. You were the Hurts guy. You was on TV. You you was the sports guy. Obviously, you committed a crazy crime, and then you get off, and then you just wild out, bro. Yeah. You just wild out for the night. You out here in Miami smoking, doing the booger sugar, and then you in Vegas with the goons getting some autograph shit back. I understand it's your shit, but you know, send somebody else, man. Bosses don't move like that. Man. Right. You supposed to be the juice. You supposed to be the boss. Send in the goons. Exactly. You sit back. If they gonna get you, get you on conspiracy. Don't get you red handed with the shit in your hands, bro. Right. <laughs> this is how I look at it too. Like, and I'm not trying to be too funny about it, but Tony Rock got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Probably was sending some goons. Yeah. OJ gotta have more money than Tony Rock. <laughs> so if you ain't got no goons, it's like, come on. Come on. You gotta do better than that, man. You, you know he's supposed to be getting out soon too, man. Is he? Yeah, he's supposed to be getting out like in November. First up to do reality show. Oh yeah, he gotta get some, gotta get some coins. Gotta get back. his money back. Yeah, man, all that shit. Gotta down the get drain. some coins back. Uh right, you up, boss? <sighs> Number three for me, man. This is kind of short, simple, and sweet, but I just I would want to know. And it's actually another, another president. Okay. George H.W. Bush. <laughs> oh, this going to hit home for you, huh? He, okay, so for those that don't know, I was in a unit, y'all can wiki it if you want to, the 75th Exploitation Task, Task Force was the name of our unit that deployed. Okay. It was a unit that was put together by President Bush. He combined it, all branches of military. We had Navy, we had Air Force, Marines. 
We had special forces, rangers, even met a guy that really doesn't have a social security number. Like there's people out there that live that life. But this unit was put together by him. Rambo and shit. For real, for real. I'll, I'll share that story quickly in this story. <laughs> but the unit was put together to go over to Iraq to retrieve and capture and analyze weapons of mass destruction. So we had scientists, we had, like I said, the special force guys, the ranger guys, and we were the support for this unit. And I would want to ask him, why did you put all this together and send us over there? And it was so publicized. Mm. Because of the way the way we looked at it is like, I'm coming to rob your house April 8th. Right. You're going to make sure April 8th, just in case I show up, mm-hmm. you have some things put away. Yeah, or you prepared. So every building that they were raiding and we were being supported, I was a medic, so I'm there with them on the outside of the building with the commander in his vehicle waiting to hear, medic, we need some help, you know, or all that. So I'm there, but I'm not there. I'm there, but I'm not in there with you. But they coming out with, you know, just empty barrels, traces of this, traces of that, nothing we could really analyze. And for... Six of my nine months, that's all we did was raid these buildings for traces of stuff. I mean, it was it was like it became Groundhog Day for real. And then the medics. For hours on upon hours, too, huh? Oh, we talking. There's something like a lot of it would be at night. So, you know, uh-huh. we, t- we talking, you know, from eight to three in the morning type of thing. You you going out, you surveying what you about to do, making sure it's safe. You spending some time making sure, you, you know, ain't no really? Roman guards out there trying to pop you. You know, it's a process. But. To to be to do the 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 thirtieth one or the sixtieth one or the I think we did like one hundred eighty nine or something like that like but damn to go through that many for just traces nothing that we could really bring back nothing that we could really say yes this is this yes they had this here man they had some warehouses that were like lows I'm talking like huge with just full of just ammunition mortars you know all that stuff and it was. It was it was very stressful to 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 be a part of that knowing another raid where somebody could get hurt for nothing is mm-hmm. what it felt like. So I would want to ask him definitely yeah. what's up with this seventy fifth exploitation <laughs> task force. So that's number three for me, man. We need Got a little deep answers. For you, yeah. We need the answers. Oh well, yeah, let me tell that story real oh, quick. Oh yeah, though. yeah, yeah, yeah. We need the story. <laughs> so people love them killer yeah. cat military <laughs> stories. I tell you, brother. As do I. Yeah, man. It's, it's my military life was was kind of kind of crazy. But the well, the um, what was I getting ready to tell? I don't remember what I was getting ready to tell. I said it's on about Rambo. Oh yes, we had these EOD guys, right? EOD was like the people that blow up the MacGyver shit. Mm-hmm. So when we started finding these warehouses, they had to um, capture all the ammo and blow blow it up, basically. So why did they blow it up? Because we couldn't really, they didn't want to keep it for someone to come back and use okay. against us. So it's not like you see in video games, like, well, I'll just take it and use it. No, not no. Okay. Because because you don't know like the how well it's been maintained, mm. you know, all that stuff. So it's like you don't want to just pick up somebody's weapon and backfire on right. you or something. So, but like they would take that stuff, man, and they would go out into these fields and they would literally blow this stuff up, right? So the, the 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 joke in the beginning, which wasn't really a funny joke, <laughs> they decided to blow the stuff up at 12 o'clock noon when everybody's working, lunch, whatever. When I tell you this bomb lifted you out your seat, like, poof, like what the? F-? We think we get attacked, everybody running. Oh, there was no heads up? No. Oh. <laughs> that's, how, that's how war, that's how it got for these people because we're in this area and we're supposed to be doing this stuff, but it's like. It, it got to where it, it kind of almost got dangerous for a second until so they got the clamps on it because chiefs in certain sections were just making their own decisions, ah. doing their own thing. But, man, it was it was so crazy over there just to be around people that really was like G.I. Joe. I'm talking like the, 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 the social guys, what I was getting ready to tell you about. In lunch, real quick, we're in line. Our brigade commander, which is like our highest ranking person in charge of all thousand of us that's there, mm-hmm. 
He's standing at the chow hall line. You had to clear your weapon before you walked in to eat. They didn't want to accidentally fire. So you had to make sure your weapon was empty, show someone it's empty, and then you would walk in and eat. We're in line doing that, and the guy behind me, oh, he's in front of me, just walks in. We need you to clear your weapon. He's like, I'm not clearing my weapon. Get over here and clean your weapon. Like, like, it's turned into that. So then he stands there for a second. He's Everybody's shade. He bearded up. Got the just looks like a badass, you know. Mm-hmm. He walks over to the commander, whispers in his ear. Next thing you know, the commander just stands there, and a the dude just walks in. So we sitting there, like me and a couple guys that saw it, like what the hell? So one of the guys decided to go talk to the guy, like it's always somebody. Yeah, how'd you pull that <laughs> off? You know, like he wanted he'd be nosy, All and right. basically he got don't talk to me. You know, got his kind of like ass handed to him. I'm not here for your for your for your pleasure. I'm here right. to I'm here to work and get home. But it was war was different, man. Changed my life. He got a type of clearance. Yeah, for real. Like he really told us though, like after getting to know him, he came to the aid station and got some that's the thing about being a medic. You give somebody some motion on a bad day, they they they, they remember you and mm-hmm. they, you know, so you get to kind of pick their brain and he really didn't get too deep, but he said, I've been doing this for five years straight. He just goes from here. He he might be in this capacity. He might be in another capacity, but he's the undercover guy. Mm. Don't have no social. Don't have no. He just flies under the radar. John Rambo in real, real life. life. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make this up, man. At all, man. So uh, number three for me. Yeah, I had to change it. It was the OG Ice Cube, but I actually got up. Um, this morning and turned on the news and they were talking about this clown. Oh, Doctor Ben Carson. <laughs> oh man, yes, it, I heard that on the way here, brother. So as simple as this, what the fuck is wrong with you? As I, simple as that, man. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Did becoming a neurosurgeon <laughs> really affect that history lesson that you're supposed to get to? Because you are missing some key bullets in history class that you must have either slept through, daydreamed through, or been studying for your neural <laughs> exactly. brain exam. Because uh, you missed I mean, some key points in the history of black people and slavery. Slavery to <laughs> immigrants. you just mushing it together. And, oh, man, just what the <laughs> fuck is I, wrong with you? I, I'm not going to have the words right because I never do when I try to repeat this stuff. But it was on the le- what I heard him say was on the level of like the United States is the only country that is like big enough and great enough to allow mm-hmm. these people to come like live out their dreams. What? <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know what you was doing in third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, especially uh, seventh grade right. when they really got into it about the whole slavery. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, saying the boats and you know capturing people or you never saw roots or something right. but uh it's definitely something wrong with yeah, you he pimping. missed a couple lines there because that was more human trafficking and uh work for free than exactly dreams and opportunities absolutely so. man <laughs> what the fuck terrible clown yeah number two for me man is the great michael jordan Woo! j-bone yeah mj I, I would love to just sit with mj and and just ask him how he became the leader in the pack in competitive drive. Mm-hmm. Like he mastered that give me petty, the, that's why. Give me the goddamn <laughs> ball. I'm about to get these buckets. I would love to just talk to him about how like they're great. So my, my number two and number one, man, they they're 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 great at what they've done. They became masters at what they've done. And it's like, I wanna know when them bad days, when them days you didn't feel like going to do it, like what mm-hmm. what pushes you? Yeah, man. It's MJ. really being great that much to you. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what I want to know. So. All right, number two for me, another person that just irritates my soul, man. I don't know why these – I got a lot of hate on my list, man. <laughs> well, not two – well, three people that are just straight fucking idiots. But anyway, Don Lemon, man. Mm. I would ask Don Lemon, why are you trolling the American public, man? Um, I say that because, you know, whenever something, uh, tragedy happens, you know, we all turn on CNN because I think CNN is probably more 
down the line than anybody else we know where Fox News lies. But I really truly think that CNN tries to play both sides of the fence. Yeah. Um, but when Don Lemon is on, <laughs> it seems like he gets off on this shit. Like the whole thing in uh St. Louis. Uh, everything that happened with Trayvon Martin, it, they cut to him and it's, he got this look on his face. Instead of looking, it was just like concern or trying to figure out what's going on. It's like in his face and his eyes and his commentary is like he's getting off on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got a great story. Like, no, this isn't a, yes, this is a story that the, the American public has to know about, but just you and your delivery of it is just like, man, it is a major turnoff, man. Right. It is a, it is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ratings are going to beat the roof. It's like, <laughs> seems like that type of guy. Yeah. Like he's only thinking about the ratings as opposed to the people. So I would definitely want to talk to him. Like, dude, are you trolling us or is this just your personality? <laughs> and you really do give a shit or, or do I have it all wrong? Right. With, with Don Lemon, man, the only thing that I really have enjoyed with him, because he's always been kind of like, you watch them, and like you said, it's just something that ain't sitting right with me. Yeah. But that New Year's, uh, <laughs> that New Year's hosting he did. It was lit. <laughs> when, when you get a chance, Google Don Lemon, New Year's 2016. Saucy. He was faded. <laughs> that was great to watch. That was great to watch. And I was working. I caught that the next day, though. Oh, man. Got to check that out. Oh, all right, man. All right. Number one for me, man, I had a couple people that really – could have went from one to off the list, man. But this person, like, he's probably the one sports figure that I've followed the most, that I've, you know, I've supported the most. Uh-oh. I think I know. I got an autograph from as a 15-year-old. That would be Mr. Tiger Woods. I would love to sit down and ask this man, was that Thanksgiving night? Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> well, that Thanksgiving night really worth it to be going down this road you have gone down since. You was the man in your sport, and a Thanksgiving crash in the Escalade on a rock in the driveway, or either a rock or a fire hydrant. One of man changed that man's life. He was out here bagging. Waitresses knocking them, <laughs> knocking them. Me, me and me and my good buddy man Norm. He 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 wants to be on this pod bad. I'm just trying to find a spot for him. Okay, shout to my homie Norm man. But me and Norm man, we spend probably half of our week each week on Group Me talking about Tiger at some point, and it's just to the point where it's like you had so much money, and you have so much yeah. money, yeah. not had sure. have sure. that you could really. Buy bitches and really buy them. <laughs> like keep nose Tiger, the fuck up. Tiger. I, I'm pretty sure he still does, but he would fly in his bedroom set to every home he rented every week he played golf to make sure he had a proper sleep for his back and mm -hmm. not wake up. You know this hurt and that tweaked. Literally would ship his bedroom set everywhere he went. You got to be ball out of control. Yeah, man. To travel with your bedroom set. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. Tiger has just been a. I mean, I golf golf for me, man. It's probably my favorite sport, but it's also the only sport I ever quit mm. in high school. To be learning a game in freshman year, and we're talking about teams like Centerville and Troy and Greenville and country clubs and money mm -hmm. and. Kids been around golf their life. Yeah. And I started playing at 15. You know, so getting, we ain't talking about just losing by three. I'm talking about like you walking about five miles and every time you're hitting three shots before they're hitting their next uh. for nine holes every day. It killed me. It, it killed my, <laughs> my competitive drive. Yeah. yeah not... I'm trash and I know it. Why, <laughs> why am I playing against this guy who's about to shoot 37 or 38 and I'm about to shoot 55? You know, so this ain't putt putt. Yeah, golf was tough for me in high school, but now, man, it's it's a sport that I I love, man. I love the the challenge of when you hit that good shot, like the like you see on TV, but then the next time you hit it, it ain't so good, and then you try <laughs> to do it again. That that challenge of hitting the golf shot that's in front of you, it, it works for me in my competitive drive, and I love it. So, man, Tiger oh, Woods is my number one guy. Oh, uh, what happened on that Thanksgiving night? Man, man we got to know. Got to know.
Number one for me may surprise some people because I'm not the biggest fan of this athlete. I've trashed this athlete in in previous pods and throughout my whole life, actually. <laughs> but this dude delivered something I didn't think was humanly possible to my hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. Goes by the name of LeBron James. LBJ. I will ask the LeBron James. How did it feel to deliver a championship to the city of Cleveland, Ohio after I don't even remember how many years, man? Yeah. I mean, I, I will never front like I am like the biggest Cavaliers fan. I will never front like that. And I will never front like I'm the biggest LeBron fan. But as we said on the pod after the Cavs came back from a 3-1 deficit, to win the NBA championship, to deliver Cleveland a championship. After what, 52? 52 years. Something that, you know what I'm saying, my grandmother saw the Indians do. You know what I'm saying? But throughout that chunk, ain't been too good. Like, how does it feel? Yeah. How does it feel, man? Like, you did something that, you know, Bernie Kozar, freaking Mark Price, Brad Doherty, Hot Rod Williams, uh, Larry Nance, like that, that Cavalier squad was loaded, dog. People yeah. forget, man, they were a number one seed in the Eastern yeah. Conference before, man. That yeah. squad was good, man. Like, it was some very good Cavalier teams, man. You know, we've had great players with the Cavs. You I know, got the Ron Harper Cavaliers Ron rookie Harper, jersey. You know what I'm saying? I still got that in the closet. Like, it's been some damn good players that come through there, man. And for you, for him, to come back and deliver and, and get the championship, like, I mean, he was already a legend. Like, that's not. Yeah. But I mean, to be cemented forever. And and what what makes it super dope for me is it's not like the team that you just got drafted to, mm-hmm. and you just kind of took over the town and, and made your home and raised the family. Like we're talking about, yeah. You grew up. Akron and Cleveland is like Springfield to Dayton. Yeah, you know, <laughs> thirty five minutes away, man. Yeah, I mean, to be able to like have that childhood dream of like. Three, two, one, win, and really say, I'm going to do this for Cleveland. Bumpy road and all. Absolutely. Did it for Cleveland, man. Yeah, man. He, he act- ain't going to never have to do nothing in Cleveland. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. For I'm not, like I said, man, I can never front like I'm the biggest LeBron fan. I'm very critical of his game and things that he does on the court. Like, well, why would you do that? Why don't you just do this? But. Triple double last night, though, by the way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. sure. Boy got game. I came from. But in that moment, when he tracked down Iguodala and got that block, that play right there is the greatest defensive play in NBA history. Bar none. And this dude was underneath the hoop. Yeah. Caught up with. Andre Iguodala, as he was about to make potentially the game-winning layup for the championship, yeah, and pent that shit. And if you don't agree with Kev Nash, you need to YouTube that sports science <laughs> breakdown of that play to see that whole sprint. The whole, I mean, the people don't even people take out like I, I watched the. Uh, oh, hold on, I'm fire sticked up right now. Oh! Let me get that in real quick. I'm fire sticked up fire right stick now. Mafia. Shot to Cody. <laughs> Shout to X. What is it? Ex- ecstasy. Yeah. Not ecstasy. Exodus. Exodus. Yeah, yeah. there we go. <laughs> um, Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> so I hear. But I watched Sully. I've been wanting to see that movie. Okay. I watched it. He was going through his little breakdown. The NTSA was over, you know, his investigation of why he landed it in the river. Or in a, uh, yeah, the, the river. Um, But he was like, y'all took out the human element of it. Mm-hmm. People take out that human element of, of of certain things when they talk about you know something great that happened. Like people, how many times have you seen somebody run down the court and just fall? Mm-hmm. Somebody slip. Like it's so many things that could happen that you don't even think about when you're in that moment. But like you really on some like five, ten, nine, eight. Like you trying to catch them for a game for a chip. Game seven. Your first chip in the city. Like that to me, man. Like, like you say, that makes it the greatest defensive play ever, just because of like what it meant, 
you know, K, time of the game. Yeah, K Love's lockdown on Curry at the end. Outstanding. I mean, K Love ain't known for no lockdown guard. You know, I could check a guard and lock him down. Mm-hmm. But for that moment, it, yeah. it locked him down. Yeah, and, man. And I mean, people talk about the shot Kyrie hit. There is no Kyrie shot without that block. No. That there is no that, Kyrie shot without LeBron rattling in that three. Yep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a couple minutes earlier, because right. they were down. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They were down a bucket, and he rattling the three, put them up one. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear people talk about Kyrie should have got MVP of the finals. And I, I think to myself, like, are y'all watching this, dog? Are you really watching what this dude is doing? Mm-hmm. Like, this dude is. Like LeBron, like people make a big deal, and it is a big deal about Westbrook about the uh, average triple double for a season. LeBron get LeBron had a triple double in Game Five of the NBA Finals when he was with Houston when they lost to Dallas, and it was one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. Well, it was the worst game I've ever seen him play. Yeah, he had a triple double in that game, and it, he played terrible. LeBron. Is a triple double. Yeah. Last LeBron, night he only had like ten shots before he had a like, he didn't put up like it was just like nineteen, eleven. Yeah, he 13, does this like that. Like that. 10, like, I think it was. If he wanted to, he could average a triple double. Yeah, he just don't want to. Yeah. And and that's why <laughs> I salute LeBron and his greatness and his overall skill set. Man, the dude is great. Ain't no question about it. We can argue about if that Jordan got went six for six, which he did, by the way. And LeBron uh, is going whatever his final NBA record is going to be in NBA Finals, whatever. The point of it is, man, this dude delivered Cleveland, Cleveland, a championship. Ohio. We're talking, we're talking, one of the greatest defensive the, plays I've ever seen in my life. We talking Brock Osweiler's Cleveland. <laughs> we talking Brock Osweiler's Cleveland. Brought him a chip. Oh my goodness, man! <laughs> there it is, man. This week's top five. Yeah, man. Send us your top five, man. If it's somebody out there that you, you know, would have liked to talk to. I'll, Prince was on mine heavy. I, I would love mm. to talk Prince about just being a musician and and how he plays everything. Everything. You know? Yeah, but send us your top fives, man. You can't make this up. Podcast at Gmail. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely, man. But that's another one of the books, man. 48 of them. 48 of them bad boys, man. I can't for, believe it. Four more. We have a year locked in, Ooh, brother. Oh, yeah, yeah. The live is coming up real soon. Should have all the information about the live show next week. Yeah. So, uh, Keep it locked, man. Yeah. Shout to uh, Gym City Pod, Izzy. I appreciate you sharing some posts about us this week and uh, talking good things about the You Can't Make This Up podcast group, man. We appreciate you, brother. Absolutely. DeMarco, Bars and Beyond, always holding us down. Absolutely. And definitely got to get them bars when you get back in the city, man. Need them bars, sir. Need them. We got something up our sleeves. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We stay with something. Can't Make This Up podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. We out. Yeah, yeah.